You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Iron. I'm not doing this. I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. Big week ahead. The NFL Scouting Combine will be in Indianapolis. So we'll have a lot more on the draft this week. Uh, I do have a two-round mock draft you can check out. Yep, two rounds all the way through 64 overall. Yeah, incredible that we're almost uh, at the NFL draft, just two months away now, uh, right now. So great to uh, know that we're turning the page to the NFL offseason. A lot of stuff to come in free agency as well. You can check out my top 50 free agents there at Sporting News, as well as my big board of the top 125 prospects overall for the draft. So we'll get a lot more into the draft, but we're going to set the table for the combine. We know it's a big meeting of all the NFL GMs and scouting uh, kind of responsible guys and as well as the coaches. So we're going to get a lot of uh, talking and wheeling and dealing potentially there at the combine. Things going forward with the quarterback situations that we're looking forward to, whether it's a contract extension or potential trade. So we should get some movement on those things here as we get into March. So we'll catch you up today on the AFC news and notes you need to know. We'll come back Barring any breaking news with the NFC news and notes. So yeah, we'll all be on watch here for Derek Carr and Aaron Rodgers if something happens there. I'll give you the latest on those quarterbacks, uh, as well as Russell Wilson and Lamar Jackson. That'll be part of today's show as we look at the AFC. We'll go in alphabetical order with all 16 teams for both conferences here over the next couple shows. So looking forward to doing that with you. Thanks again for making Locked On Fantasy Football your first listen every day. We're free and available to you on all platforms. All right, it is time to break down uh, what we have going on in the AFC. The Ravens coming up. Lamar Jackson apparently wants his entire contract and guaranteed money, a la Deshaun Watson and what he got from an AFC North rival, the Browns, last year. There were different circumstances we know about Watson's contract. There were contingencies and outs, but the bottom line is Deshaun Watson still got that money. Right away, it's signing all guaranteed. So Jackson's looking at that and said, why don't I get that? I've been a league MVP before. I put up some numbers here that are pretty big. The Ravens might be balking at that because that's a big investment overall beyond the salary cap. So something the Ravens have to shake out here and uh, figure out if uh, they can make it work with Lamar Jackson or they have to franchise tag and trade him. The franchise tag well under what Lamar is looking for, the $45 million floor there for his long-term deal per season. So that's uh, something they're going to have to sort out, and uh, they're going to have to make a decision soon if they want to go in that direction with Jackson or move on. And they've made some interesting hires here. They've got uh, Todd Munkin there as their offensive coordinator, so that uh, is going to maybe either hurt or help Lamar. We're not quite sure if he was involved too much in the process, but Munkin is a run-heavy type offense coordinator who was going to trust Lamar's running ability the way that Greg Roman did. So they definitely are in place should they bring back Jackson in this offense, but definitely something we'll have to see develop here going forward for 
the Ravens, but yeah, right now they're really a part of that guaranteed money, and that's what it comes down to. So is that going to be a big enough rift here to say he's out of Baltimore or the Ravens cave into that? They typically don't do that with their contracts here. Really, no team has done that except the Browns. So we'll see. The Browns are kind of uh, messing with the Ravens here, division rival, and uh, what they did with the precedent for Watson last year. So things to watch there, and Lamar still is about 50-50 here depending on whether the Ravens will accommodate that because Jackson has been pretty consistent and adamant about getting that in. It makes sense. If that's out there as a potential and you feel like you've outplayed that other person who's getting it, then you're going to feel like that. So it could uh, hold up a lot of these quarterback contract deals as we go forward. Now we go from Baltimore to Buffalo, and the Bills are figuring out their backfield here. Devin Singletary is a free agent. Naeem Hines, they picked up in the trade with the Colts, with the Zach Moss going to Indianapolis. They have to decide if Naeem Hines is worth keeping here. They do have James Cook as a very explosive runner and a very adept receiver. So Hines might be superfluous to keep in their offense. Singletary also might be not worth re-signing even at a reasonable contract. They might want to go in a different direction, maybe get a rookie or a younger power back to pair with Cook, that's something they can consider. I don't think they'll go after B. John Robinson or Jameer Gibbs. Robinson out of Texas, Gibbs out of uh, Alabama, the top two running backs in the draft. But I could see them going in a slightly different direction there and uh, finding a power back in the draft. So something to look at for sure. With the Bills uh, moving on and remixing this backfield, Cook could be set up for a pretty big role here in 2023. All right, let's go to the Bengals. This one was a bit of a surprise here. There are some... Thoughts that Joe Mixon may need to be released unless he agrees to a pay cut to help their salary cap structure here. They got to pay Joe Burrow. They got to pay T. Higgins right now. There are no thoughts of trading T. Higgins. They want to extend him and keep him there with Jamar Chase and Burrow. But Higgins uh, with the Burrow and Chase contracts coming up, that could be difficult. So they need to create some cap room. That could create some casualties here unless there's some uh, major restructures all around here to help that. But Joe Mixon is one of them because they do have some IJP Ryan. They like him in third down situations with this protection and pass catching. They do have Chris Evans. They've got some depth at running back. They can always go get another running back as well. Mixon has been very productive the past two years with Joe Burrow. But could they get a better value and uh, not spend that much money on a running back and uh, maybe get a restructured deal for Mixon to keep him around? So something to watch there for sure. I wouldn't say that's eminent, but uh, there are some thoughts that they could cut Mixon here and go forward with different backs to uh, really think more about their passing game with the big three of Burrow, Chase, and Higgins and their contracts. So every bit of money helps for the Bengals to make this happen. They are sometimes known as a tight spending team, but they have a core now to go after it with Burrow, Chase, and Higgins. So that's what's gotten them to win a lot of games, get to the Super Bowl, get to another AFC Championship game. So Definitely we're going to watch uh, those situations here for what the Bengals do with their offensive skill players out of necessity. The Browns uh, are changing up their offense and defense here. You got Jim Schwartz coming over, so he's going to install that 4-3. The pass rush really dependent on uh, the edge here, so he's going to be a help to Miles Garrett. They also lose uh, some help there in the passing game here with the uh, Drew Getzing, he's the quarterback's coach for Watson. He moves on to Kyler Murray as the offense coordinator with the Cardinals. They're replacing Cliff Kingsbury and that staff. So 
So Stefanski maybe having more of an imprint on this offense uh, going forward. And then again, Jim Schwartz coming in complimentary with his uh, defensive play calling here. The Browns don't have a lot of issues. I think you might see a change in the backfield with Kareem Hunt and Dearness Johnson potentially both leaving here as free agents. They're not interested in all bringing back Johnson so far. Kareem Hunt, there's been little buzz about that. So you can see Nick Chubb step into a bigger role here, be a running-oriented team, playing off the defense a little bit more to control the clock and help Deshaun Watson open things up there downfield with a full season of a top quarterback. The last team we'll talk about in this segment, the Denver Broncos, what a change for one Russell Wilson. Sean Payton comes in there. Not a surprise that he tapped Joe Lombardi, fresh off being fired from the Chargers and working with Justin Herbert, to reunite with him. They were together in New Orleans. Lombardi cut his teeth there with Pete Carmichael Jr. and Sean Payton in New Orleans. So now you've got his thinking and philosophy. Safi's coming to Denver. That means it's good news for the running backs in the past game. Hopefully, Javonta Williams can come back healthy, being efficient there. We saw how they uh, supported uh, Chris Olave and uh, Mike Williams. Some of the big plays there in different spots there with Peyton and Lombardi. So that's not bad, I think. It'll uh, get Russell Wilson to get rid of the ball quicker. And again, this is uh, something that is an interesting report here, that Lombardi was dismissed out of the charter system because he wanted too much out of the quarterback. Now, I think Russell Wilson actually might like that in this sense. So it's very interesting to think that uh, he was uh, fired for one thing that wasn't helping a young quarterback, but it actually could help a veteran quarterback that he might actually let Russ cook here. So that's something to go with and uh, really let's ride or let Russ cook might be in play a little bit more this season with Peyton and Lombardi there, and they got to figure out, do they want to move Cortland Sutton? There was a rumor of that uh, him being traded, but Jerry Judy was definitely Russell Wilson's clear go-to guy last year. You should have Greg Dolchich in a bigger role out of tight end. Tim Patrick coming back healthy, so we'll see where this offense goes, but I think Lombardi overall has a good makeup and experience there with Peyton to get the most out of Wilson here in the system. And Davis Webb is an interesting hire. He was a Giants one-time consideration. There's a second-round pick, but now he's a 28-year-old quarterback coach for Wilson. So really changing it up from what he had in uh, Denver last year with Nathaniel Hackett. You have Lombardi and Webb here as a brain trust helping Peyton to get Wilson back on track after his many years in Seattle. So I do like this uh, combination here. Maybe Wilson needs a little bit of a younger guy, maybe a Someone that he can work with versus work under at that spot. So that's probably going to help him. And then Lombardi being trusted to uh, put a lot of trust here in Wilson's throwing. And I think he'll like that as well here in 2023 and going forward. So pretty decent hires there for the Broncos, uh, given it was Peyton. We will look at uh, the news and notes here for the other 11 teams in the AFC in our next couple segments. So next up we'll go from the Houston Texans through the Los Angeles Chargers and close with the Miami Dolphins through the Tennessee Titans. We're going alphabetical order, all 16 teams here. Catching up with the latest news and notes around the AFC and rumors that you need to be aware of here as we go into the NFL Scouting Combine, the latest uh, convention-style atmosphere for all the NFL scouting departments. The midway point of the NBA season, it uh, just uh, arrived here, just past the All-Star break, and uh, it's a perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. New customers can get a no-sweat first bet. That's right, no-sweat first bet. 
there that you can check out where you can uh, put up your cash and uh, know that you'll get some reward bets in return there. That's uh, bonus bets. If your first bet doesn't win, you'll get up to $1,000 there. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point spreads and threes drained. Again, no sweat. First bet will get you $1,000 there back in FanDuel to uh, go look at other sports and deals there. So good stuff for you as well. Really, there's a lot of fun NBA bets you can make. Kevin Durant's going to create a lot of buzz. We know we're talking about him being traded uh, to the Suns. So good stuff with Devin Booker and uh, what they can do scoring-wise every night. So that's a, a guy that you can attack. So you can do a points and rebounds combination with uh, Kevin Durant that you can look at. So all kinds of fun stuff. But new player in a new place uh, really uh, brings up uh, different ways you can bet. Plus, FanDuel lets you even combine these bets for an even chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss on the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, as well as the NFL and of the Locked On Network. All right, it is uh, time to continue the show, looking at more news and notes here on uh, a Monday here from the AFC teams. We're up with the Houston Texans. They're circling the wagons here to go after Jimmy Garoppolo. It's pretty evident here. They got D'Amico Ryans coming over, the former 49ers defense coordinator. He hires Bob Slowick. He was uh, working with the 49ers under Kyle Shanahan as the offense coordinator. So this offense is familiar. Jimmy Garoppolo might be the bridge here that helps them. The Texans are sitting on two first-round picks, including number two overall. But if they go with the veteran direction, table quarterback, we can see that happening as well. It goes for best defensive player available, so they can get either Jalen Carter or Will Anderson Jr. to establish something extra here for the defensive-minded Sala. We saw it worked out pretty or for Ryan's, I should say. I'm getting ahead of myself because Sala did get Ahmad Juice Gardner, Sauce Gardner, and whether his name is Juice or Sauce, he was your defensive rookie of the year. What a special year. He was the Sporting News off overall rookie of the year here. So really you saw that with Gardner. You had uh, Jermaine Johnson. You had uh, some really good draft picks there. You got more out of uh, Quinnen Williams. So you can see D'Amico Ryan's following Sala in Houston and going defense first with Carter or Anderson and then going the veteran route at quarterback here to buy some time and hope that they can win around the quarterback. So copycat league, especially when you have the copycat experience and Garoppolo could be on his way to Houston. They might be the top team right now for Garoppolo services. The Colts, uh, big news is that Shane Steichen as an offensive coordinator is Jim Bob Cooter. So they're really getting into that quarterback's mode here. Jim Bob Cooter's best success came with the Lions. We know Shane Steichen coming off a good run with the Eagles, and uh, he also previously coached the Chargers, so a lot of things lining up here for the Colts taking that quarterback in the first round, whether he's C.J. Stroud or Anthony Richardson. The Colts are definitely all about looking at quarterback now, so I think that's how they're going to move on. They're not going to believe in Matt Ryan for another year. I could see Matt Ryan retiring and going to broadcasting as well. So the Colts, again, these are all good developments for them, taking a young franchise quarterback here at number four overall in the draft. The Jaguars are sorting things out here. Calvin Ridley can return here, so they've 
getting him back in wide receiver. Evan Ingram is likely to be re-signed to be brought back at tight end. So you have Calvin Ridley now. You got uh, a new uh, wide receiver coach there, Chad Hall. So that's really going to help this uh, squad as well. So you get Calvin Ridley. I think they'll move on from Marvin Jones as a free agent, but it's going to be a good influence on Christian Kirk, Calvin Ridley, and uh, Zay Jones, a pretty good trio here. That's why they want to keep Ingram intact here for Trevor Lawrence. So definitely the Jaguars uh, wanting to push Lawrence forward, and uh, they could have a big year here after making the playoffs winning division with Lawrence last year in year two. The Chiefs, uh, they're going to move on from Clyde Edwards-Lair. They've declined his option here. They just moved on. We know with Jarek McKinnon and Isaiah Pacheco, they're in the playoffs uh, through Super Bowl 57. So Edwards-Lair, good run, but he was scratched for the Super Bowl. He was an inactive, not healthy. It just didn't work out as the Chiefs had intended. So he's going to be out there available for another team. Miko Hardman uh, coming off some surgery. He could be out for a while. He's a guy that could be on the move as well in free agency. So... Definitely uh, the Chiefs going to have a little bit more offensive skill changes. They're not going to try to have a big change at left tackle. Orlando Brown Jr. is now a strong candidate to get the franchise tag there to play for one more season at least at left tackle. So something to look at there. And with Eric Bieniemy going to the Commanders, uh, Matt Nagy back in a familiar role, the former Bears coach, is now once again the Chiefs offense coordinator under Andy Reid. So again, Andy Reid... Maybe Nagy is the better suited for that type of role here versus head coaching. We know how things went ugly quickly with Mr. Trubisky, but I think it's going to be a good influence. Familiarity, continuity continues here for Patrick Mahomes, even with losing the enemy in 2023 to the Commanders. The Raiders are deciding what they want to do to replace Derek Carr. They're open to all their quarterback options here after releasing him late la- or early in the offseason, but uh, late in uh, the Season, uh, knowing that he was uh, out of his uh, chances in Las Vegas with the team moving on with Jared Stidham, plugging a gap for the final couple games. So Derek Carr moving on. Josh Jacobs is okay with a franchise tag if that's the way the Raiders want to bring him back for one year. If they invest a lot in the other positions here to upgrade their team. So Jacobs wants to remain a Raider, but he wants some uh, things around him to get better. No doubt, without a real quarterback option beyond Jared Stidham now, the Raiders need to prove some commitment there. They are also looking at Matt Collins and Jay J- Jones as free agents. We talked about them with an uncertain receiving core. They need some help behind Devontae Adams and Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller. Getting a little bit older, he's still very productive, but it's a decent situation for a quarterback. Jacobs wants more investment here to help this offense. If he's going to stay, I'd be happy about staying in Las Vegas. Last team we'll tackle in this segment, the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, there's a potential for some salary cap cuts here. Gerald Everett seems like the most likely candidate here just because they've got some depth to tight end with Donald Parham Jr. And the guys can make plays, Trey McKitty as well. Then you look at Keenan Allen making a good chunk of change here. He's integral to what the, they want to do with their underneath passing game with Justin Herbert. Short to intermediate routes, but is it time to move on from Allen or ask for a pay cut and maybe sacrifice Everett for that reason. So some things to look at, and you would think with the Moore coming in, I think he would want the key weapons for Herbert intact as much as possible. I think they could, again, plug and play and replace Everett. It's really impossible to replace Allen, that veteran-savvy possession receiver who gets open all over the field for his young quarterback. So something to keep in mind there. Speaking of... Uh, Kellen Moore, he's got a new quarterback's coach. It is uh, Doug Nussmeyer. He also comes over from the Cowboys. So Tim Kelly is uh, there as well. So 
all these uh, things that are going on that, that I look at with uh, these offense coordinating changes. But I do like uh, Kellen Moore moving up the most here. He also likes Brian Kelly at running back, too, so or Joshua Kelly. We look at so Brian Kelly and uh, these other coaches named Kelly. Well, the Chargers like their running back named Kelly behind. Uh, Austin Eckler. So that might uh, keep them from wanting to invest too much there beyond Eckler and Kelly in the backfield. And uh, maybe some changes coming at receiver and tight end here based on the salary cap situation for the Chargers. They also need to look at bringing back Trey Pipkins, the right tackle. So all these things come into play. So some new coordinators included Tim Kelly and uh, Kelly out of LSU. And then you have uh, Moore trying to combine some of their traits there with uh, they're running backs and receivers around Justin Herbert. So, again, trying to get a little bit more explosive, but also balanced. And, again, that was the thing. We saw that work out really well with uh, the combination of Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott for more in Dallas. So you could see Eckler and Kelly being that combination here. And they didn't use the tight end as much. And that Dalton Schultz is uh, probably being squeezed out of the mix there. So Everett could be out. And they could be looking for more 11 personnel pop here with Keenan Allen and Mike Williams uh, going forward. All right, there you have it. There's a breakdown of six more teams in the latest AFC news and notes from them. We'd have five more to talk about here before we close the show. Make sure you check out all the great shows here on the Locked On Network. We have uh, Locked On NFL as well, our flagship show, breaking down the biggest stories around the league from a reality perspective purely. So check it out. It's Locked On NFL here on the network. It's time to close things with looking at five more teams and the latest AFC news and notes. Uh, we'll start with the Miami Dolphins. Raheem Mostert, there's a good chance they could bring him back over Jeff Wilson Jr. Both Mostert and Wilson are free agents, as well as uh, figuring out what they want to do with Miles Gaskin. So the Dolphins could blow up their backfield and go with a running back. I uh, have them taking Devin Ashane from Texas A&M there in the second round of the draft as a change of pace receiving back. So, again, they like speed, open field stuff, quickness. Zone blocking, we know Mostert and Wilson have that strong history with Mike McDaniel going back to San Francisco, but if you can find more of those style of backs on the cheap, they could definitely move on from both here in free agency. Mike Isecki is fully expected to be moved on from. He was a little bit of a limited role last year, just being in the red zone and touchdown dependent, so I don't think Mike Isecki has gone from Miami, so that should even boost further the value of Tyreek Hill and Joe Waddle. There was just not a lot after them in the passing game for fantasy football production last year. And I think it could even grow stronger here in 2023. All right, let's go to the Patriots. So Jacoby Myers is expected to command a pretty high contract, uh, according to uh, Mike Reese there of ESPN covering it. Uh, you look at it, you have uh, Myers uh, being the best target by far in free agents. He is my number one free agent ranked wide receiver. That should tell you something. But remember, Christian Kirk broke the bank because teams were desperate, and he was a slot guy that could play on outside and make some big plays. He got some big money. He paid off for the Jaguars. So someone might be paying Jacoby Myers quite a bit here as the clear cut to veteran top option on the market. So good time maybe for Myers to test that and move on from the Patriots. Then you have uh, Mac Jones. He's settling in in the Bill O'Brien offense. He seems to like it so far. That's a good development, but they do need to get Jones help if Myers has to move on here. So that's going to be key. They just can't be so dependent on the running game with Ramondre Stevenson, especially with Damian Harris being a free agent. So a lot of things the Patriots need to sort out there. 
Now, let's go from the Patriots to Jets. The Jets did have Derek Carr in for a visit. They were really high on him and what he could do. Just didn't want to trade for him. So they're seeing if he might be the answer. That could be an indication that they're not going to wait for Aaron Rodgers or Rodgers is not going to materialize here. So we'll watch out for Carr. I think a better fit would be in different places, but I think the Saints would have uh, probably made that move for Carr already. So the Jets might settle for Carr instead of Rodgers, much like the Raiders kind of had, had uh, Carr as like a Rodgers light there, and he didn't really deliver with that expectation. So maybe he can with a change of identity here if he gets a supportive defense with Gardner and Williams and uh, Johnson, some of the guys that Robert Sala has with the Jets, and uh, just taking advantage of the better skilled players, including Garrett Wilson and Elijah Moore. So some familiar guys there with Wilson potentially being his Devontae Adams and more being kind of a Hunter Renfro type for him. They also have decent tight end situation with C.J. Uzama and Tyler Conklin. So the style and structure of the offense can't fit Derek Carr. It's the question is, is he the best guy to give him that ceiling, or is he just going to give him a steady floor here at quarterback? All right, we move on to the Steelers, and in Pittsburgh, uh, Kyle, you have uh, Mason Rudolph, I should say, looking for a job and potentially uh, being brought back here for the Steelers. You could also see that Mitchell Trubisky's let go. That would really say that they're all in on that Kenny Pickett. They don't need a contingency plan. Uh, Trubisky would be a cap casualty. Rudolph just wouldn't be signed here. So something to watch there for sure, how much the Steelers are high on Kenny Pickett. But Or I think they're on this offense to have a big breakout season. You look at the pieces, they make a lot of sense. With George Pickens and... Deontay Johnson, you have Pat Freermuth, you got Najee Harris, a lot of good receiving pop all over through the backfield. Now, I think it's all about upgrading their offensive line. So we'll see if they let uh, Kenny Pickett even more loose here with uh, getting rid of uh, the other backup options here in 2023. Final last team I'll talk about is the Titans. They left uh, Taylor Lewan into releasing him, and uh, you also had Robert Woods being cut here. So the Titans are in the market for some wide receiver help for the rookie first-rounder Taylor Burks from last year, as well as the tight end Chiga Conquo. Justin Outen was a tight ends coach there in Green Bay before he moved on to the Broncos last year. He's been hired for the Titans, so that could be really good news here for uh, a Conquo going forward. So still going to be a run-type offense, we think. The Titans, again, they would be a sleeper team for two guys, Derek Carr, bring him in as kind of a caretaker playing off the run and still uh, Derrick Henry being a force in this offense and being a little bit more careful and calculated with cars passing or Jimmy Garoppolo having the familiarity here of what they want to do in Tennessee with the Mike Vrabel and the connection to Tom Brady there as well. So a lot of things to watch out here for the Titans as they kind of remake their offense a little bit all around. So we'll see how they, uh, treat Henry is he still the workhorse and sets everything up or are they going to have legitimate passing game here going forward with Henry taking more wear and tear and potentially slowing down at any moment with his high volume through his uh, current age so there you have it there's a look at the latest news and notes from all 16 AFC teams ahead of the NFL scouting combine so good stuff there for you we'll come back from the NFC barring any uh, breaking news involving quarterbacks we'll do that with all 16 teams that conference tomorrow Thanks for making Lockdown Fantasy Football your first listen today. We're free and available to you on all platforms. Now make your second listen to Lockdown NFL Draft. Damian Parson and Keith Sanchez provide in-depth coverage of the biggest NFL Draft prospects with deep dives into the sleepers and hidden gems that can change your favorite NFL franchise. 
Find Locked On NFL Draft wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. For Locked On Fantasy Football with our latest look at the AFC News and Notes, this has been Vinny Iyer. Great day, and we'll check you out uh, next time with the AFC News and Notes.